Welcome to the Ray of Hope Church podcast. We believe that hope changes everything, so get ready for an encouraging message from the Word of God. We pray that you would receive wisdom and revelation as you grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you would be okay if I shared something with you this morning that would be life-changing? Everybody good with that? That through this pandemic that we're in, that would reduce your fear and uh, increase your productivity, give you courage and boldness. I want to talk to you today about courageous faith. Say that with me. Courageous faith. You know, there's so much about faith that uh, I don't think we'll ever really reach the bottom of, but certainly we should try. And we're, we're going to delve into it for the next two or three weeks. So let me encourage you to be here because this is life-changing. Uh, stand with me for the reading of the Word of God today. And this is Hebrews chapter 10. Then we're going to transition over into chapter 11. It's all one thought, even though the chapters change, it's still one thought. Chapter 35, uh, chapter 10, verse 35 through verse 38. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward, a great recompense of reward. For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come and not tarry. How many believe Jesus is coming? I believe we're getting set, we're getting set up for the coming of Jesus Christ. You're, you're living in the setup. I believe that. For yet a little while, he who is coming will come, and he will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Let's say that again. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So God wants us to what? Live by faith. Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful. We love you. We praise you. Let this word come alive in my heart, my lips, and in all of our lives. We ask it in Jesus' holy name. Amen. You may be seated. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here today. Have you ever received a prescription from a doctor whose handwriting you could not read? For a medication you did not understand? Filled by a pharmacist you did not know, and you still took it? That's faith. You operate in faith every day. I operate in faith every day. About uh, almost three years ago, Carrie and I took a vacation, and we went to the Grand Canyon. And many of you have heard me share this. We went to the southern rim of the Grand Canyon, kind of toward the, the western side and we went to the Wallapai Indian Reservation. And they have a unique feature there called the Sky Bridge. How many of you have ever been on the Sky Bridge? Some of you probably have. So we went to the Sky Bridge, and the Sky Bridge is this section that they have put out over the Grand Canyon. Now, the Grand Canyon's about a mile deep in some places. Some places probably even more than a mile deep. And so they have this sky bridge, and it's, it's like this, this big uh, circular bridge that starts here, and, y- and you walk out, and they shoved it out over the canyon. And so you're way out over the lip of the rim of the canyon, and you're walking on the sky bridge out here in, in, in the space of the air. Now, here's the different aspect of this. The, the bottom of the bridge is glass. So when you walk out on the sky bridge and it's glass, 
and there's about a mile of space below you, believe me, it makes your knees do funny things. And they give you surgical uh, covering for your feet so you don't scratch the glass up so the next person who goes out gets this very clear view of nothing but glass below their feet. And I got to thinking about that. So here I am, a mile up on a bridge constructed by the lowest bidder. <laughs> I mean, no, that's faith. So we're all operating at different times in our life by faith. And that's the only way life really works. I mean, if you don't have faith, you're going to find you a hole in the ground somewhere and wait till the end of your days. So you and I, we're operating by faith. Now, I want you to just focus in on a couple of things here. Let, let's look at this word confidence here. The word confidence is the Hebrew word uh, that, you know, th those words are very hard to pronounce. But let me give you the definition here. Um, parousia, we, we know it as courage, boldness, assurance. But it also means a way of speaking. Let us uh, not cast away our confidence, which has great reward, a great recompense of reward in our life. So it's speaking with confidence, speaking with certainty, living in a way that we're in certainty. So we, we, we have just this, this certainty about this, not bold, not arrogance, but certainty. How do you know there's some people that just walk in certainty? They, they live in certainty. They, they don't live in fear. They don't, they don't live in apprehension. They don't live in, in, in reservation. They, they live in certainty. So he says certainty or confidence is a good thing in your life. So you need to live that way. You need to live in confidence. But there's another word here in verse 36. It says endurance. We have need of endurance. Now this word endurance here means steadfast patience. Lord, give me patience. Give it to me now. Steadfast patience. So we need steadfast patience. We don't want to give up. We don't want to quit. We want to keep believing Keep speaking in confidence because your words can become your reality. Your words can become your reality. So he says that we need to have confidence, and it's more than just the boldness and the courage of your life, but it's speaking that way, living that way, walking that way, in endurance because everything's not going to go your way. You're going to have your ups and your downs, your, your, your hills, your valleys, your mountains, and your chasms. I mean, some highs are really high, some lows are really low. So he says, have this patience or this endurance here. Now, verse 38, let, let's transition down just a little bit here. Now, the just shall live by faith. Or we could put it another way, the righteous shall live by faith. That's the only way you can live and be just. It's the only way you can live and be righteous. You have to live by faith. To every man, to every person is given a measure of faith. You had to have faith to get saved. You believe that? You had to believe that Jesus Christ went to the cross, died for your sins, resurrected, victorious over death, hell and the grave, and by his shed blood, we are freed from our sin, victorious over death, hell and the grave because of his victory. I believe that, and I believe it by faith. Do you believe it? So we had to have faith to believe that. So, he says, the just shall live by faith. Faith is not just a concept. Faith is not just an idea. It's not just a philosophical ascension to an idea. It's not a state of mind. The just shall what? Live by faith. 
You can't just have a mental assent to faith. You've got to live by it. Matter of fact, you don't just live by it. According to the Word of God, you walk by faith every day of your life. So faith that's not put into action is really not faith because the Bible says it's just dead works. It, faith without works is what? This is dead. So here he's saying have confidence, have endurance, patience, keep believing, keep speaking, stupid still walking in faith. It's not a concept, not a state of mind, but faith is a way of living. Faith is a lifestyle. We are developing a lifestyle of faith every time we come here to worship, when we read the Word of God, when we face our challenges, our ups, our downs, through the patience, the endurance, the confidence. We are living, walking, experiencing a life of faith. How many of you believe that today? You see, we live in a very unstable world. And if the just is going to live by faith, number one, you have to know what faith is. What is the definition of faith? Faith is not just something the world tells us or the dictionary tells us. How many of the Word of God tells us what faith is? Because we're in chapter 10, and the writer is not finished with his thought in chapter 10. He continues that thought over in chapter 11. Now, faith is 11 and 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So he's telling us that faith has a definition. Faith has substance. Now look, look at this. The substance, everybody say substance. The substance of things hoped for. Now, this word hypostasis here means that which is under you. It's your footing, it's your foundation, it's your firmness, it's what you're standing on. It's the confidence that you have in a thing, an object, or a person. Now, let me just give you something here that I think you need to know. If you have faith, and your faith is based on little substance or no substance, then it will, it will not work right. If you have little substance or no substance, but you say you have great faith, that doesn't work either. You have to have a faith that's based on a substance, a footing, a firmness, a foundation in something, in a person. So your faith is in something. So when I walked on that sky bridge, my faith was that there would be firmness under my feet, even though I could see the bottom through the glass. My, my faith is that when I get the prescription from the doctor and I cannot read what he wrote or his signature and I take it to a pharmacy, to a pharmacist I've never met, and I'm reading a medication that I don't know what it is, but I still take it, <laughs> and you still take it, then I have faith in the substance of the doctor and the medication, so therefore that's my action. Does that make sense? Now, some people who say this to me, well, I just don't have any faith. You have faith, you just have to get it in the right place. You have to base it on the right thing. So here we go. So what, what do I do to live this life, walk in this faith? And he, he says there is a firmness here, there, there's a structure here, and you have to have the right substance. Do you know that you can be sitting on a gold mine, but if you never tap into the gold mine, you're still poor? Think about this. If you never tap into the gold mine, you're still poor. You, you, you could have a great reserve of oil or gas underneath your land, your house, or whatever, but if you never tap into it, 
you're still poor. Do you know you can have a great resource of the Word of God and the presence of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, but if you and I don't ever tap into it, really doesn't do us much good, right? Because we have to find the substance to stand on. We, we have to find the firmness to stand on. Have you ever heard someone say, I promise, I guarantee you, and it depended on the person who said it, whether you believed it or not? You, you ever had this conversation with your wife, your husband, somebody else? Don't, don't shout any names out to me. Someone said they'd be there at a certain time. They're going to do this for you. They're, they're going to do this or that. And it didn't come through. And you turned to your significant other and said, I didn't expect that anyway. You know why? Because you had no faith in the person who said it. But then there's other people who tell you something. And you know what? You just know, I can take that to the bank. Why? You, you have a firmness. You, you have a confidence in what they said. And you know they're going to do everything that they can do to bring that to pass. Now, our substance, our firmness, our relationship and faith and substance here is really not on your word or my word, even though that can be a good thing, but really it's on what? The word of God. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen or unseen, and so we're hoping for something, we're believing something, and that faith in that substance is really the walk that we're walking in and the life we're living. So I want to challenge you today to raise your level of faith through not because of the sermon, but because of what God said. How many of you with me on that? So I believe that is something. Now, verse 2, he brings us down to verse 2, and he says, For by it, everybody say it, the elders obtained a good report or a good testimony. Now here's the question, what's the it? Well, what's the it? The, the it is... The substance of things hoped for, which is what? Faith. So by it, they obtain a good report. So this is what the writer's doing. I'm going to talk to you about faith and confidence and, and, and keep going, have patience, but I'm going to bring some people in the room to testify this works. I'm going to bring some people to you to say, hey, I know he's talking about this, but let me tell you, this works. And then he lines up a whole group of people to say, let me tell you, what he's saying works. So in chapter 11, and we'll talk about this next week, but in chapter 11, he's bringing all these witnesses in. If you want to prove something in a courtroom, what do you do? You bring in the witnesses. And he's going to line up all the witnesses for us, and they're going to step up, and they're going to raise their hand. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God. Absolutely, I'm going to witness. I'm going to testify. How many of you remember when we used to have testimony services? I always liked testimony services when they worked right. Let me tell you when... We quit having testimony services when they didn't quite work just right. When people would get up and say, oh, the devil's been after me all week. Man, I've just been barely making it. Pray for me that I can just get through the end of this month. Well, that testimony helped me. Man, I'm fired up now. This is the truth. Uh, so uh, 
I'm going to put a little PG writing on this. One, one uh, testimony service we were having years ago, a lady stood up and said, you know what, I was in the ladies' bathroom uh, today in the church, and I noticed the toilet was stopped up, and uh, I, I just reached my hand down in there and pulled that out, and God just helped me unclog that toilet. Thank you for sharing that with us. This is the God honest truth. That was a testimony in our service one, one service. And you know what? After several of those, I had to say, you know what? Let's just reduce the testimony service. But here, the writer's saying, let me bring some testimonies in. Because what I'm telling you, don't just take my word for it. Let's take... Uh, Let's take Noah's word for it. Let's take Abraham's word for it. Let's take Moses' word for it. Let's take Joseph's word for it. Let's take Sarah's word for it. So he's saying, I'm going to line up the witnesses. And then he gives us further explanation in the next verse. Look at verse 3. We're in chapter 11. Verse 3, by faith we understand that the worlds, plural, were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, let's begin at the beginning. He, he, he used this, this term world. Say that with me, worlds. Okay, let's all say it. Worlds, plural. Do you know there is a physical world and there's also a spiritual world? So one you can see with your natural eye, one you cannot see with your natural eye unless it's revealed to you. I'm not saying we can't see spiritual things. We can see the effect of spiritual things. And sometimes we can see spiritual things if God reveals those to us. But we understand spiritual things by the word of God. They have been revealed to us. And it's an unfolding revelation. So you never get to the place where you say, I understand it all. How many of you know God is an unfolding revelation? I believe when we're in heaven, as soon as you walk through the pearly gate, I think you're going to understand more about God than you ever understood before. But I think about a thousand years into eternity, you're still going to be understanding things about God. How many of you believe that? I mean, I absolutely believe that. So there's a natural world. There's a spiritual world. It's estimated that there are two trillion galaxies in our universe. I don't know how they figure that out, but estimated there are two trillion galaxies in our universe. Spiral galaxies barred galaxies, elliptical galaxies, irregular galaxies, it's estimated that there are one billion trillion stars in our galaxy. That's beyond my uh, eighth grade education. Uh, one billion trillion stars in those two trillion galaxies. It's estimated, again, there are two to three trillion planets just in our Milky Way galaxy. So, Pastor, why are you saying that? I'm saying that the God you serve created all of that. The God that I serve created all of that. You see, this is what the writer's saying. We understand that by faith, the worlds that we know, the physical and the spiritual, were created by things that we cannot see. Before this physical world ever came into being, 
God created a spiritual world because when this physical world was created, the spiritual world sang for joy at the creation of the physical world. Does that make sense? That there was a whole spiritual group of of entities and beings, angels and archangels and seraphims and teraphims and living creatures, the Zoe. And when God created the physical world, they, they, they all went, wow, awesome. Let's sing, let's clap. Our God not only created us, but he's creating another world besides the world that we live in. That's the God you serve. So therefore, we are excited of what God can do, what he has done, and the power that he has because that's the substance I'm standing on. That's the substance you're standing on today. That's where you're standing today. You are standing on the firmness of who he is and what he says. Who he is and what he says. I'm about to get happy. Anybody forgot how to say amen? Praise the Lord. Clap your hands. You see, the spiritual world, John refers to it in the book of Revelation. He gives us numbers such as 10,000 times 10,000, thousands of thousands. This is a Hebrewism that says, there's so many, I can't count them. There's so many, I don't understand. So, so how did God create all of this? Well, this is what the writer's trying to tell us. He created all this. He framed all of this just simply by his word. In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. And he said, let there be. Let there be. So now he's creating everything from nothing that we know. So the things that are visible were created from those things that are invisible simply by God, almighty God, Elohim in the book of Genesis. So Elohim speaks the word and these things now begin to appear. How powerful is the word of God? Pretty powerful. How powerful is the spoken word of God? Pretty powerful. How powerful is the written word of God? Pretty powerful. So therefore my life that I'm living, the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith. So it's not just a conceptual thing. It's not a mind thing. It's not a philosophical thing. It's not a theory or a concept. It is an action and a lifestyle. Many years ago, I was, uh, many years ago, I was in my 20s. Many years ago, I was in my 20s. Y'all are so holy. We used to have prayer meetings. And we'd have uh, long prayer meetings. We'd begin sometimes 6, 7 o'clock at night. They'd go to midnight, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. This wasn't just uh, two or three times a year. This was over and over and over. We'd bury our face in the carpet. We'd fast. Now, I'm going to tell you something you, you may not understand and you may not even believe. During that time, my weight got down to 155 pounds. It's the lightest I'd been since uh, I was about junior high. When I go back and look at those pictures, 
back in the 70s. And I looked when I was 150-something pounds. I kind of looked like an Ethiopian kid. Today, I don't look that way at all. It's all right. Say amen. But, you know, we, we, we really began to fast. We began to pray. We began to seek God. I mean, God came in with a, with a marvelous gift of salvation. He filled us with the Holy Spirit, sealed us with his name, started, started us on this spiritual journey. And you know what? He, he began to, uh, with the rhema word, with an unction of the Holy Spirit, begin to put dreams and vision and prophetic words in our hearts and our ears. And we begin this journey. And you're part of it. Thank God you're part of this journey today. And back then it was just a very small handful. But the journey just continued and continued and continued and continued. And you know what we did? Because God began to say, this is in your future and this is going to happen and this is going to happen and you're going to have a real, you know, uh, birthing and, and some things are going to happen. You know what we just did? We just began to walk in that word. Just believe it. We, we just believed it. You said, well, pastor, I guess y'all had a lot of resources and everything lined out for you and, and, and all this stuff was, uh, you know, lined up for you. No, not at all. Still not today. You, you don't just walk in faith for a month. You just walk in faith for your entire life. You know, I had someone make this comment this week. Boy, it's a really nice playground you got out there. He said, probably wasn't cheap. And I said, no, it's not. You know what we're doing? We're still walking by faith. We're, we're still building, being confident. We're, we're still trusting. We're, we're still moving forward. You, you do that because you got everything you need when, when you start it. No, we, we don't have any of it. You walk by faith. We don't walk by, by sight. We don't walk by emotions. We don't walk by feelings. Nothing wrong with emotions or feelings, but let me tell you, I found out feelings and emotions kind of can up and down and here and there, and you'll have them one minute and you won't have them one minute, right? You know, some Sundays I get up here, man, I'm supercharged. I'm ready to preach to you, and man, I'm just like just flowing over, and some Sundays I look at you and say, okay, let's do it again. But, but I can't go by feelings or emotions, and neither can you. What do we do? We're walking by faith. That's how we're walking. So what the writer's doing is saying, this is how this works. God began this process by creating the worlds by something that you cannot see. So faith is something that we act on even though we don't see it at the moment. But you're going there. I want to admit to you, I don't understand it all but I'm a believer. When I took the prescription from the doctor, I could read maybe the name of the medicine, but have you ever read all the side effects of a medication? About that long, and you need a Philadelphia lawyer and a bright light and a magnifying glass to read it. Y'all are so holy. But you take it anyway. Why? You have faith based upon the substance of the person who prescribed it. And so, therefore, you acted on it. You're, you're living by it. So, I don't understand it all, but I'm a believer. Why? Because I believe the one who said it. We serve a great, big, awesome God. That's who we serve today. And that's who you're serving today. So, we're seeing things made from things unseen. And we're acting on faith. 
Faith is acting like it is so, even when it is not so, so it can be so because God said it was so. Let me say that again. Faith is acting like it is so when it is not so, so it can be so because God said it was so. So when I don't act on faith, I'm doubting God. When I don't act on faith, I'm doubting God. I'm saying, God, I know you said that, but I, I, I don't really believe that. I believe in the concept of faith. I, I believe in the, the philosophical sin of faith. I, I believe in the word of faith. But let me tell you, if you don't act on it, then you're telling God, I really don't believe it at all. I'm just giving you lip service. Um, this morning when I put my check in the offering, uh, let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm acting on my faith. So when I and Carrie pray over our meal and we call all of our family names, what are we doing? We're acting on faith. When I show up here, forsake not the assembly of the saints together as the matter of some so. So when I walk in here, even when I've had a bad day, when I walk in here when I don't feel good, when I get close to you in social distancing, I'm still acting by faith because this is not just some concept. It is a lifestyle. So I just don't have faith when I come to church. I have faith when I go to work. I don't just have faith when I come to church. I have faith when I'm dealing with my family. I just don't have faith when I come to church. I'm having faith when I'm dealing with my marriage. I don't have faith just when I come to church. I'm having faith when I'm dealing with my finances and my job and my lack of job and the thing that this economy is doing today. Even though I don't understand it all, I'm still going to walk by faith. And I'm going to live by faith. I don't see the solution. I don't see the answer, but I know who has the answer, and I'm going to walk on that substance every day of my life. That's what I'm walking on. Because faith is the substance of what you're hoping for. The evidence of things you cannot see now, but it's coming your way because you're walking on the substance. Hallelujah. We're walking on the substance. And the substance of who he is and what he said. Who he is and what he says. Donner, At Donner Atwood gave this uh, story. He said during the terrible days of the Blitz when the Germans were bombing London... He and his young son was in a building, and one of those bombs hit the building that they were in. And he and the son ran out of the building, and, and they're looking for shelter. And outside of the building, there was this huge creator where, a, a crater where this bomb had created this huge deep hole. One of the bombs had hit in, in the front of the building. So he said, I'm looking for shelter and I run and I jump in this deep crater. And it's at night and the building is ablaze and different buildings are on fire. And he said, I jumped in the bottom of the crater and I looked at my son and said, jump, I'll catch you. And the son said, daddy, I can't see you. All I see is the blackness of the hole. He said, son, go ahead and jump because I can see you. You ever felt that way about God? God, I don't see you. I, I don't sense you. I don't feel you. You know what God would say to you? Go ahead and jump. I can see you. 
You, you see, that's sometimes what we face. I don't see how the job's going to work out. I don't see how the economy's going to turn around. I, I don't see how my marriage is going to be fixed. Well, that's why you have to have faith. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things what? Not seen. The great uh, missionary Hudson Taylor back in the late 1800s, he left about 1850 or so and went to China. You have to understand to go to China in the 1850s and begin a mission work there takes a lot of faith so he wrote a letter back to his wife said we've arrived and after he was there for a while he wrote this letter and said we have 25 cents and all the promises of God don't you love that line we have 25 cents and all the promises of God this morning about seven o'clock my son Aaron FaceTimed me. Carrie had already left for work. And uh, we usually FaceTime a couple of times a, a day. And that's why I get to see my, my grandkids. I, I've seen them twice in about three months. And one of the reasons we've tried to stay away is because Carrie works at the hospital. And there were COVID-19 patients there at the hospital. So we're trying to be as safe as we can be. And... Uh, so there's Aaron and Riley and Ian and Natalie. They're at their home this morning. Now I'm sitting in my recliner. The phone goes off, and it's a FaceTime call. And Aaron and them have taught Riley a lot of songs. And she's just about here in about a few weeks, going to be two years old. So we know Wheels on the Bus. We know the ABC song. We know Mary Had a Little Lamb. We know lots of little songs. And one of the little songs that she's learned here recently, he's got the whole world in his hands. So she started singing this morning, and she does the motions. He's got the whole world in his hands. And so he's got Daddy and Ian in his hands. So Aaron would say, who's in his hands next? So this morning. For the first time. He's got Papa and Cece in his hands. Let me tell you, if you're a Papa, big old tears will well up in your eyes. So here my little almost two-year-old granddaughter has got her hands out. He's got Papa and Cece in his hands. Unless you become like a child. You will know why I see the kingdom of heaven. You know what? Sometimes, just like a child, we have to realize God has us right in his hands. That'll make you feel better when you leave today. I'm going to tell you. You'll feel better when you leave today because this is life-changing stuff. I got to hurry. Chapter 11. Remember, I'm going to bring the witnesses in. He says, for by this or by it, the elders obtain a good report or a good testimony. Those who went before us, they have a great testimony. The elders, men and women. Now, this is quite an impressive list here in chapter 11. I mean, this, this is an impressive list. But it's also a problematic list. Do you know there are drunks in this list? 
Y'all okay? If I get out of the word, you correct me. Do you know there's drunks in this list in chapter 11? Do you know there are liars in this list in chapter 11? Do you know there are doubters on this list in chapter 11? Do you know there are deceivers on this list in chapter 11? Did you know there are people who've been in prison on this list in chapter 11? Do you know there are murderers on this list in chapter 11? There are prostitutes on this list. There are cowards on this list. There are adulterers on this list. You know what that should do? That should make everybody in here feel a whole lot better. (laughs) So we call this the heroes of faith. These heroes were liars and murderers and people in prison and prostitutes and cowards and adulterers. Let me tell you, the next time I walk through the door, I'm going to feel better in church because this is the list. You know what that is saying? God is full of mercy and God is full of grace. If he has that kind of mercy and grace under the old covenant, hallelujah, thank you for a new covenant. So if you came in here today and said, well, I'm just substandard. You know, I did this and I, I, I committed adultery and, you know, I lied and I cheated and I did all these things. Honey, you're in good company because the heroes of faith are the same kind of people that we are. Can I hear an amen? But what did they do? They decided some time in their life. There was a moment in their life You know what they said? I'm not going to walk by the flesh. I'm not going to walk by my emotions. I'm not going to walk by how I feel. I'm not going to walk by the world. I'm going to start today to walk by faith, believing what God said and believing in who he is. So therefore, we're walking by faith. Now, if I drop down to verse 39, which kind of closes out the uh, chapter, it says, and all these... Obtained a good testimony through faith. How? Through faith. Because, this is the last verse I'm going to read for you. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Who's the him? God. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the more you seek him, the more your faith level rises and the more you please God. I've used this illustration many times. I'll give you the specific place, time. Fort Smith, Arkansas, the Baywatch Hotel, the swimming pool. We're at a conference, several families there. Our children at that time are very small. They're on the side of the pool, and I'm in the pool saying, Jump. And about three fourths of them are on the side of the pool and said, It's scary. No, if you jump, I'll catch you. But I don't know what will happen. Well, if you jump, I'll catch you. Well, it's scary. And you see them almost jump, but they don't jump. But then as they begin to jump one at a time, and I caught them, put them in the water. You know what happened then? Anybody know what happened then? They're running to the stairs, the steps. They're running around the edge of the pool. 
and they're jumping and they're jumping and all of a sudden I don't have to catch them anymore. You know what they're doing? They're, they're going from fear to faith because the one who said that would catch them actually caught them and now they're beginning just to walk by faith. You can walk by fear. You, you can leave here and go face the world outside of these walls and you can, you, you can be in fear. Or you can leave today and, and you can walk outside here and you live in faith. It doesn't mean everything's going to your way. It doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that you're not going to have valleys or obstacles or opposition. But it does mean this, that you have confidence that God's on your side. You have confidence that he's working for you because you believe who he is and you believe what he said. Last week, Dad, who's sitting over here to my left, he walked in and I had my mask on. The governor said the staff has to have masks until till June. So that's fine. I look better that way. <laughs> so Dad walked in and he said, Son, is everybody supposed to wear a mask? I said, No, Dad, I got one if you want one. You don't have to wear one. He said, No, I'm not going to wear a mask. He said, If I get the virus, I'm just going to go on be with Jesus. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't take caution and, and, and you shouldn't be concerned. But let me tell you, I'm not going to walk in fear. I, I need to walk in intelligence and concern and appropriate action, but I'm still not going to walk in fear. And even when all this is gone, if they, if they get a vaccine for this and it completely goes away, there's the next thing you face. And then there'll be the next thing you face. Then there'll be the next thing you face. And whatever you face, and here's the charge I'm going to give to you. Face it in faith. The just shall live by faith. We're going to live by faith in this church. We're going to believe in the supernatural power of God in this church. We're going to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit in this church. We're going to walk by faith. And I want you to walk by faith. Would you stand with me? We are so thankful you joined us today. We would love to hear from you at rayofhopepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how you are encouraged and how we can pray for you. Remember, Christ in you is the hope of glory and hope changes everything.